That Mahomes is special, isn't he? Oh, he, dude, listen, he, coach, he is so fun to watch on television. No, he's great. He's a great kid, too. Loves to work out. And, and he texted me today. He said, I'll be ready for that test, the run test we're going to have, you know, so. That was the head strength and conditioning coach for the Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, Barry Rubin. But before we get into the episode today, I want to thank you all for committing and listening to my podcast as I'm closing in on a thousand downloads and this only being my sixth episode. So I think that's pretty good progress right there. Make sure you guys subscribe. And if you could be nice enough to leave a review and let me know what you think about the podcast, I'll really appreciate that. You can also reach me at coach.geo.grassi at gmail.com or on Instagram and Twitter at coachgeograssi. So get ready, line them up, lock and load, get ready to go. Welcome to the Tolls on the Line podcast. I'm your host, Gio Grassi, and today I'm bringing you a good friend of mine, Super Bowl champion from the Kansas City Chiefs, head strength and conditioning coach, Barry Rubin. Coach Rubin, thank you for coming on the show today. And uh, if you just want to take some time to introduce yourself and let the people know who you are, baby. Well, Gee, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Um, I'm, I'm the head strength coach with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I'm from Monroe, Louisiana. Um, that's in the northeast corner of the state. Um, went to high school there. Um, played football at Northwestern Louisiana. And um, after that, I went to – got into coaching immediately in 1980 and went to – then it was called Northeast Louisiana University, which is now called University of Louisiana Monroe. And a guy named Al Miller was the head string coach. I went there to work on my master's degree. I was under him, and what a wonderful strength coach he is. Um, coach Miller um, coached me in middle school, coached me some in college, and kind of was one of my big mentors. Um, and so I went to Northeast with him as a graduate assistant, learned so much under him. And then he left and went to the University of Alabama as the head strength coach after one year, and they moved me up at Northeast. And then I was there for a while, and then I went to LSU as the head strength coach in the mid-'80s. And then I got out of strength coaching, wanted to try some other things. And the guy that took over for me at Northeast left, and they asked me to come back. So I went back, and I stayed at Northeast until I got a chance to go to Green Bay. And 1995 was my first season at Green Bay. Um, Kit Johnson was the head strength coach at Green Bay, and he coached me in college. So, oh, and he's nice, a wonderful nice. man, not a wonderful strength coach, been in the NFL for years and years, just like Al Miller um, was. And so I was with Kent at Green Bay. We were together for four years. We won a Super Bowl there. And after four years, he left and went to with Mike Holman to Seattle. And then they moved me up in Green Bay. And so I stayed at Green Bay for a total of 11 years. and. After the 2005 season, we got let go. And then Andy Reid, who I coached with at Green Bay, um, was the head coach at Philadelphia. He had an opening, so he brought me to Philadelphia. I'm very grateful for I was there five years with him there and then came to Kansas City. This is going on our eighth year in Kansas City. And um, 
Coach Reed has been just a joy and a blessing to bet a uh, coach for. He's he's the best. And um, so that's kind of up to date on me right there. And um, so I've really, really have enjoyed it here in Kansas City. We've had, you know, um, seven good seasons so far, you know, coming off the Super Bowl win. And um, we, me and my family really have enjoyed it here, Jay. Oh, that's awesome, man. And you, you told me earlier uh, before we started the show, you grew up a Green Bay fan. So how was that experience for you, you know, actually getting to coach the Packers, um, especially at a time when, you know, Brett Favre was there and all those great guys, Donald Driver, Reggie White? Yes, that was great, Jay. It was, I, grew up, I grew up in Louisiana, but my mother was from Wisconsin. And, you know, each summer, my mom and dad, we would take our summer vacation up to see my grandparents and we go to the Packer Hall of Fame and I grew up just just a maniac over the over the Packers. And then I got the coach there, which is a dream come true. And I got to meet all my childhood heroes like Bart Starr and Jimmy Taylor and Paul Horning. Um so and and being with Brett Favre and Reggie White, those are just wonderful men. And um it was just it was so awesome. It was a dream come true. That's cool, man. So, Coach, I, you know, I wanted to talk about championship culture today, but let's talk a little strength and conditioning-wise. Uh, how has how your programming and the way you've, uh, you know, developed that thought process of creating a strength program for an NFL player changed from your time when you first got to the NFL to today? You know what? That's a good question. Um, I have stuck with the basic things, and this is going on my 39th year as a strength coach. 39th. 39th year. Count oh, college and man. <laughs> so, you, you know, I, I just know I feel so good about those core lifts, like a back squat or a front squat or even a safety bar squat, um, an RDL, um, glute hand raise, bench press, overhead press, some back, you know, pull ups and rows, those kind of things. I mean, I have stuck with those. That has been the bread and butter. Hmm. of our program just, you know, my whole career. But I think as I've gotten, um, you know, older and, you know, more years into strength coaching, you know, a lot of the, um, I guess it would be um, prehab and, you know, a lot of those type of exercises or functional exercises have been um, real big. And you know what? And there's a place for that. Mm -hmm. So we – we have our, our bread and butter, our main exercise, and we just pepper in all those other things like, you know, some functional movements and, and those which are very important. They're, they're, it just, as I've gotten older, I've broadened the, the puzzle. It's gotten more to it, more pieces to the puzzle, sort of say, than just lifting weights. Yeah. You know, it's okay. also, you know, some prehab exercises, you know, the dynamic warm-ups, a lot of, um, you know, just different movements and things like that. But we mm -hmm. stuck, you know, the bread and butter are those basic exercises and also doing, you know, sprints and, and tempos for conditioning. Gotcha. Now, what do you, what's the biggest, uh, what's the biggest flaw you see from rookies coming out of college into the NFL? Well, I would say the biggest thing is they have not faced a 16-game season. Mm. You know, I think their yeah. first year, you know, one NFL season is almost equivalent to 
two college seasons. So, you know, that first season is kind of a shock to them. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, you know, I, I see that being it. You know, just you just got to have that mental stamina um, to help push, your, push yourself through the whole season. You know, I think that's the, the biggest flaw in it. And to know how conditioning plays such a big importance um, throughout, you know, going through a whole 16-game season. It, it's funny you say that because now that I'm thinking back as, you, as you're speaking, I'm like, you know what, that's probably why when I was with the Giants, some of the, you know, later vets, guys in their mid-30s, it, it almost seemed like they didn't work hard. But I guess in the back of their head, they're like, man, it's May and I'm in it for the long run. You know, because when it gets to December, I don't know what it's like to play football in December, but you've seen that throughout your career. Um, so it's, it's awesome that you said that, that, you know, the biggest thing is the shock to these rookies, man. Um, but coach, you've had a career of uh, winning. What, you won two Super Bowl titles, uh, a ton of division titles. You've won an, uh, you, did you win an NFC title with, uh, or you won one with Green Bay? Did you win one with Philadelphia as well or no? We went to the NFC Championship game and got beat by the Cardinals. Gotcha. Uh, okay. So, but, 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 you, but you, Green Bay, we won two, and and we won one in Kansas City. Should have won two in Kansas. Should have won two in Kansas City. Hey, but you've been uh, to what six title games? AFC, NFC. How how do you develop that you know competitive environment year after year, especially with different organizations and you know two different conferences? You know, I think a lot of that's good timing. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's you know, having great head coaches, which I've been so fortunate to be under. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were at Green Bay, Mike Holmgren was a head coach during those years. Phenomenal coach. Coach Reed is going to be a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he's he does it. And I, I think, you know, like, like we were talking about, to, to keep them competitive and keep their juices flowing. I think as far as the program, we've always stuck with our basics, but every year we tweak it a little to, you know, to make it a little different for them when they come in, not just the same thing over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. but we do tweak it just a little bit to have some change, have some variety and, um, you know, help keep their motivation going. And, you know, we vary the, the reps and the intensity. So it's not, such a grind every single time they come in the weight room. I think that's a big part of it, um, that you're not always pushing to the very limit, you know. So um, my whole thing is I, I, I try to, you know, ingrain in our guys, coax your gains, try not to force them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when you try to force them and you force them too long and too much, that's when injuries can come about or overtraining can come about. Yeah. As long as you're, say, if if – 10 on the scale is an all out. As long as you're staying between that seven and nine, that's coaxing your gains and making them. That's enough intensity to continue making gains. And I think that's where we try to keep our intensity um, when we're training. That's in season and off season. We, mm-hmm. we try to do that. How do how does how do you start to manipulate things when uh you know some small like soft tissue injuries come about, like maybe a hamstring or you know like uh, guy's finger gets jammed in a, a face mask and the guy can't, you know, grip weights or something like that. What, what are some alterations of things you do to make sure that, you know, th- yeah. they continue to compete at a high level? 
Right. You, you know, first off, they, you know, would be with the trainers and they would mm-hmm. evaluate them. And, and if they needed to, if they were really hurt bad, they probably wouldn't come in the weight room maybe for just, a, you know, a little while till they felt like they were ready to get going. But if it was just a, a minor thing, you know, we would definitely um, cut back a little bit. Um, we wouldn't want to do anything that would hurt them. We would change exercises on them. Um, you know, to keep the, the stress down and until they felt, you know, it's just a progression until they, we try to bring them back in a small progressive manner until they're back full speed. Gotcha. Now I want to say over that four or five month span of a season, if you could just talk about some things you focus on, um, you know, your philosophy in season versus off season. Um, and how do things change when you come across, you know, week 16, week 17, and then it's playoff time being that, you know, it's football is a sport where the collision just beats your body down. We know that, but it's like, man, you don't know what it's like to play four or five months of football until you're at the NFL level. So how do you, how does your stuff change a little bit? You know, I think at the beginning, you know, I think guys are, you know, real enthused and, and we get going and, and our weight, you know, our weight program is centered around, centered around, you know, the basic exercises. Now we do have some machines and alternative workouts for them. Mm -hmm. And we, and that's usually, we kind of turn to those type of workouts maybe later in the season when their bodies are beat up. Um, So we can, you know, go to an alternative exercise, either on a machine, a dumbbell, you know, just whatever, which, which will save the joints. But we try to stay as long as we can, you know, doing, you know, some form of squatting, pressing, pulling. So we, you know, we stay as long as we can there. And if there is a injury or late in the season, they're beat down, they need to um, do an alternate workout, we will do it. We definitely will do it. And you know what, 2G, like late in the season, the, the big thing that keeps them motivated is if you're winning. Mm-hmm. And if you're winning, you have a chance to make those playoffs and run at the Super Bowl, you know, they stay pretty motivated. They stay motivated. And, um, you know, it's just seasons that maybe, you know, teams that are out of it and it's late in the season, still want to win the dang game regardless. Right. And they still train. That's when it becomes, you know, been in that situation. And that's when it becomes a little harder. But when you have a chance to playoffs, you're in the run, in the hunt um, for those playoffs, you know, it does keep you motivated. It does keep you motivated. And then last season, you know, Coach Reedy backs down on the practices. They're not long as they were at the beginning of the season or during training camp. So that helps too. Uh-huh. So, you know, so just stay and, – and then you stay – um, communicate it with your players. You know, you have a kind of an open communication with them, allowing them to come up and, you know, say, hey, coach, I got, you know, can I do this instead of that, you know, and and um, and so that's that's how I handle it anyway. That's pretty good. So how, how do you how do you personally stay motivated um, that deep into the season? Because, I mean, everyone can kind of experience uh, some type of burnout, you know, and you guys playing 17-plus, maybe 19 games a year, you know, um, outside, of, outside of winning and, you know, the Super Bowl being the, the big prize. Like, how do you continue to, you know, hone in on your stuff? You know, gee, like toward the end of the season, 
I think the big things that we do to help um, keep the guys fresh is we manipulate the sets, reps, and the intensities, and we also have the alternate workout if needed. And um, I think by doing those things, you help them keep them, you, you help keep the guys fresh, and with practices cut short, and um, and also you know like in the past we've had our bye week late in the season, which you know really has worked out in our favor because then um, they get a week off, so that that always helps. And then, and you know, and the guys have really um, paid close attention to the recovery. Like when they come in for practice, they have like about 45 minutes before they have to go in to meetings to where they can get a, um, a recovery shake. They can, the sauna, contrast between the sauna and a, um, a cold shower or the hot tub and the, and the cold tub. So the guys do a really nice job of trying to, you know, to recover their cells after practice. And we also stress on them, um, you know, hydrating. That is a big thing that we stress on, you know, staying hydrated and also getting, you know, sleep at night, getting, uh-huh. you know, your eight hours of sleep or more if you can, you know. So we, you know, we stay on them like that, you know, especially with the hydration and the sleep. I think those two things are really, really big. No, I think it's. I think sleep is huge, and it's funny you say that. That you think it's really big because that's the number one thing I'm always preaching uh, to my athletes. Now, obviously, college kids are a little bit different than a pro, but uh, no doubt, yeah, no sleep doubt. big that's, time. Do you, do you guys monitor any sleep, or is that something you just let the you players know what? Do yeah, we have it. Um, we thought about you know doing it. I know you can get those sleep monitors, but we, we have not, we have not done that. No, mm-hmm. but, but we're all the time in their ear constantly, um, about with the recovery. Cause that's so important. And, um, and we have them, you know, like when they get done, they, you know, they, we have them foam roll and stretch and, and recover like that. And we do some, some light jogging after practice to help recover. And then we do, um, and then they contrast and get a recovery shake or amino acids and and um, and and then you know eat good at night and get their rest at night and stay hydrated. So you know all that really it really helps makes a difference. Yeah, no, it definitely does. But um, so coach, I want to get into talking about big time championship culture and what it takes to just stay competitive at a high level. What what are some like what? What are your go-to, uh, I guess, intangible qualities uh, that you think kept you guys competing at such a high level all season this year, and uh, you know, even the previous two seasons? You know what I think? No, I think we because we have really good guys on our team. I think mm-hmm. that's one of them. You know, I think our GM and scouts and Coach Reed have drafted and signed um, some top-notch guys. We really have. I'd have to say this, this, these groups that we've had here the last couple of years have been some of my favorite groups that have coached. Um, they've been very compliant, um, you know, when we ask them to do things and, um, and they have a winning attitude. And I think what else is our – we have such great leadership on our team. You know, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreen Matthew and – um, you, you know, we just got 
Anthony Hitchens. We got just got great leaders on our team. Just mm-hmm. you know, they're outstanding, and um, I think that and that's helped a lot. I mean, you guys look like you're playing black backyard football half the time out there on Sundays, man. <laughs> so, Coach, how, what are some um, what are some conditioning things you you do uh, that you see that you see uh, a lot of value in um, at that level, being that you don't see your players as much as college coaches do? Well, you, you know, I, the thing that we like to do, you know, again, like one of the mainstays that I talked about earlier was for our conditioning. You know, I, I like to always stay with our speed work and then tempos. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tempos can be 50 yards, 60, 80, 100, and, and, um, or 200 yards, and, and we do them all different um, yardage. And they're great for condition, and we do half gashers, which are across the field and back, and um, which we do a lot of those also for conditioning. And and then we and then what we've done that I really have lost with our speed work is we have incorporated maybe a, a like an agility, and then you come out of the agility and you sprint. 10, 15, 20 yards with that. So you're kind of getting a little of your, you know, your your change of direction movement and your speed together. So mm-hmm. that's worked real good. You know, as at the beginning of the offseason, we won't do so much of that as it gets going. We'll start changing our to agility accelerations instead of just straight ahead acceleration. So we'll have agility and accelerations in there. We'll have um half gassers in there. We'll have tempos in there. Um, so I think those, those are the big things that we try to do the, you know, through the whole all season. Uh-huh. Now with that agility and speed stuff, I like that cause you're killing two birds with one stone. Um, since you're on the topic of speed, how much has the game changed from uh, your time with green Bay to your time now? You know what? I think it's a lot more running involved as far as passing. I think passing is, kind of get over, you know, so you're seeing a more wide open offenses. And, and so there's, you know, a lot more full speed running, you know, for routes and, and, you know, guys out of the backfield. I think that's the big thing that I've seen is just, you know, the passing game has just, you know, since I got in it in the mid nineties first till now has really grown. Yeah. And I think that's why we, you know, I think that's why the 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 sprints, the speed work is so important. Um, you know, to keep yourself in top top speed, and to be able to keep those hamstrings strong, because um, that's a good way to develop your hamstring strength. It's, is through um, full speed running, but when we do it, we start off with real short distance. Um, to make sure nobody pulls a hamstring. I mean, linemen, we start off at 10 yards, skill guys maybe 15 yards. And then as we get going, we progress the yardage. And then as we get going even further, then we throw agilities in with it. And that's kind of how we do our progression with it, with our speed. And then we progress our tempos. We start, start off with, you know, small tempos. And then we, you know, just progress the total amount of yardage and on the half gassers also. So it's just everything's just such a progression. Same thing with our weight weight workouts. You know, we always start off with the with um, work capacity, 
And there's a number of ways you can go about that. And then we go into our strength mode and then to our power mode. And, and um, so you can see everything is a progression through weight training, through our speed, through our conditioning. It's all, we have a plan for it all. Yeah, nothing, uh, nothing extremely sexy or too creative, right? Just basic. No. Yeah. Very basics. Master, mastering the basics got you six title games and uh, two Super Bowls, man. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, I mean, to, that's awesome. Gee, to, me, that, to me, that's the, that's the route to go. You know, I think there's a lot of good new stuff, you know, and I think you pepper those stuff in, you know, pepper, mm-hmm. you know, some of the other stuff in that you think that can help your program. Yeah. And that's what, that's what we've tried to do with our program through the years is stick with the base will really work. And because um, a lot of things sound good and then you can't do everything. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Trying to find time. How, how do I squeeze this in? You know? Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. What are, exactly. what are, what are some stuff over the years since, since you brought that up, like that you found uh, valuable with like new things being added to your program? I think a lot of like, like we said, some of the functional, the, a lot of the pre, some prehab exercises have been very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of the dynamic warm-ups have been um, very beneficial. And learning more about recovery, you know, like after workouts, after practice, nutrition, sleep, I think those are all just just so valuable, so valuable. Yeah, it's something you want to keep in the arsenal when it's time to use it, pull it out, right? Yes, that's right. Big that's time, right. man. We, we, and, we, and we stress that all the time. We stress that all the time. Mm-hmm. And our trainers stress it, stress it, you know, they're, they stay hydrated all during practice. And, you know, we mix up hydra- little hydration drinks before they go out for them and uh, hydrating them during practice. And then, you know, then after. Mm. That's good stuff. So coach, how, how's the, uh, I don't want to say what's the message for the team this year, right? So last year you guys lost AFC championship game. You come back this year, bang, you win a Super Bowl. How, how do you think you reset the barometer of motivation? I think the, the, the thing is to, to keep your head down, keep grinding. You know, don't, you don't have to do anything crazy. It's just take one day at a time. And that's kind of our message there. We try to take one day at a time mm. and, and go as hard as you can. Because if you look too far ahead, you can get overwhelmed real easy. And, yeah. and that's what I <laughs> – when I first got in the NFL, I talked to coaches and they asked them how long they've been in it, and they still 15 years or whatever. And I go, "Oh my gosh, I'll never make that," you know. And and then I just kind of told myself right then, you know, you just take one day at a time because if I look ahead, you you know, you get overwhelmed a little bit. Yeah. But I think I think that's you know just just to stay the course. Um, because when I was at Green Bay, we went to two Super Bowls back-to-back, won one and lost one. But, you know, those guys just kind of stayed the course. They kept grinding. Um, they kept believing. And I think a big part of it, you know, is being able to keep most of your guys, which we have, coming back. There's some that aren't going to be with us. The majority of them are. So I think that's a big key also is having those same guys coming back, which will really help and – and again, it also helps having Coach Reed as our head coach because he's, he's, he's magical at leading our organization and our team. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it throughout his whole career. I mean, that guy just knows how to put winning teams together, 
I mean, you, you've been with him, so you've seen it firsthand. Yeah, and he knows how to treat people. He's so good Big with time. people. He's a, he's a high moral person. Um, he does it without cussing, which I have a lot of respect for. And, um, and, and the players and coaches, everybody respects him. He's just, he's just that, you know, that type of person. He's been, I'm just feel myself very blessed to have been able to be with him. Yeah. I'll tell you what, he knows how to pick one hell of a quarterback out of a draft too, man. Oh, <laughs> <dummy>. <laughs> That's a conversation for another day, but. Um, yeah, he sure does. And, and, you know, and he coached Brett Favre too, and Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick, and, you know, now great Patrick quarterbacks, also yeah. quarterbacks, every one of them. Talented. Every yeah. one of them. Awesome, man. Hey, coach, before I, before I let you go, I got to ask you the biggest question, man. Okay. If you were not coaching today, what other career or job do you see yourself doing? You know what? I probably would be a high school football coach nice. and teach. You know, when I went to college, that's kind of what I thought I was going to do was just going to go. I would like to go back to my high school in Louisiana and coach there. Uh-huh. And um, the high school I played at, you know, it's, they have a lot of tradition. They've won a lot of state champions and, and I loved my head coach there, and that was kind of my thing. I said, God, I'd love to come back here and, and just stay here the rest of my life and coach, be a high school football coach. So I would have to say probably that. Probably that's – and then, you know, it, it didn't happen like that. It worked out great, but that's originally what I was going to do. And, and I would probably say if I wasn't doing this, that that's probably what I'd be doing would be coaching high school football. That's awesome. Yeah, just staying around the game, right? Right. Or basketball, and I enjoy basketball and, and baseball too. So any of the sports. Some sport. I think there it you would, go. Yeah, I think it would be in, in high school coaching those sports. That's awesome, man. All right, Coach Ruben. Listen, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's been it's been an honor to get you on the podcast, man. So I want to thank you first and foremost. But, uh, you know, Gee, definitely thank you. Be- it's been an honor being on it with you. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Um, the big message is, as far as training, is, um, you know, sticking with the basics and, you know, manipulating your intensity and sets and reps and keep those sprints and, and, um, and conditioning in there. And just to kind of summarize it and to um, – and just to pepper in the, the things that you think that can really help and work, pep, pepper those – those added exercises that you think will, that will help you into your program.